So hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Cookies with Aliens. I am Filipa and this is my friend Astrid. Hey. Hello. So today we are going to talk a little bit about random stuff but starting about the idea that our body is a part of our consciousness and so there's many things in a sense that we can do that we aren't used to <laughs> like talking <laughs> we're not used to that at all ignore these awkward openers please we'll just start talking now <laughs> yes so and, uh, it's really please um <laughs> Because we already started, of course, as always, and we tried to not to, to, to spare it for this podcast. But of course, it's always so difficult not to talk and not to, yeah. But, you know, our idea was talking about if you all really are aware of how much your body is with you and how much your body really perceives everything you perceive in a way and and really loves it so much when you give him attention and and love and you know worth mm -hmm. yeah we were especially mentioning that because there was this idea that this also could have could be a very easy way sometimes to because of course there are many people that aren't very loving the way they, are lo they look, they think maybe they have a little more fat here and there, or maybe they're too skinny. And that a very good way to just go to your perfect weight and figure, it's really by starting to look and really to feel your body. Because sometimes there's this, I think many of us, it's like there's this, um, we kind of disconnect from our bodies. And so it's like, even though we are aware that we don't like the way we look, it's just like we are not even wanting to have anything in contact with that. So it's like really putting that distance. And so I think that usually just builds up the problem. It's like the body sometimes even gets larger, like, but just look at me, I'm here. <laughs> yes, and I, I can really tell that when I started to really talk to my body I got always goosebumps all over like my body was really listening and and mm. was like wow she's talking to me she's really giving attention and yeah. and since that I can really tell that that so much has changed and also you know how I then see other people how I wish sometimes to just go over to them and say you know as soon as you can love your body you will start loving yourself because you will see that this is um this is something like which just belongs together and mm -hmm. and we are on this all together and um our body is really something like our temple if we really look at it it's our soul got into it or kind of created it i i don't know maybe you can explain that in better <laughs> words but i have this feeling that our soul is is 
kind of slipped into it but then became it and and is still merging with it and forming with it and and as soon as we start to really see this as a whole and then maybe even add the earth to it then everything can really change and not just inside but outside and obvious and mm -hmm. and really and i love it so much that we can do it yeah it's like it's literally the first step like that first reflection for you to know what's really happening inside you all of your emotions that you aren't looking at all of your thoughts that you aren't really aware of all of those hidden things inside you will always manifest in some way first in your body because it's the closest to you and then also around you like the people you meet the the places where you are at like those reflections i mean of course all reflects you but not as closely as your body i mean it's the the first step and it's of course the one that you can feel the most it's like if you have a kind of emotional block or something that will i know that many times for example the idea of not feeling that we are worthy in any way or like feeling very sometimes putting ourselves down kind of makes like that discomfort in the stomach and like stomach ulcers and like those those are all again just reflections of things that are going inside so it's like your primary best friend and if you are willing to look at it just by being willing to look at it and even sometimes if i mean if you your hand hurts for some reason even if sometimes you just like kind of just you know how do you say this in english you kind of pet it i think <laughs> to pet it yes i think <laughs> like a cat <laughs> yes <laughs> i mean it just helps and i think we do have this tendency uh, they say in in medical terms that this kind of releases some endorphins when you do this that's like some hormones that makes you feel good but at the most simple logical way to see it, it's just like you're you're loving that part of your body it's like oh i'm sorry you got hurt <laughs> yeah i'll have more attention like really treating as if it's a friend of yours and and there's i think that builds such a relationship that you always be in tune with your body and you always know if for some reason now you're getting a little rounder or something is happening in your body you you can much more easily kind of get into the cause and like work together with your body and kind of go to a middle way there too yes. although it's you yes and, and i think um that if we look also on those people like louise hay for example was one of the pioneers who found out that every sickness or every illness has its its um source in our way of thinking Mm -hmm. and that you can really look up your pain and where it lets or leads to and where it is maybe worth it to look a bit deeper and when i found that out 
so many things made so much more sense because of course i think as soon as you start with that topics you also start to go through your family members after you of course um went through yourself first but then you you go to your family members and friends and start looking up um what they have and what they're always complaining about and what the source might be and mm -hmm. the topic behind it and i really think that is so fascinating yeah and i think that's also a very good way also kind of this got to me to my idea now to my mind to it's a easy way to explain how like genetic you you say like this is genetic this came from my mother or from my father i mean the the genetic illnesses or diseases or something also in a metaphysical way in this case in an energetical way can be like that family theme what they are trying to explore and so it's like you were born with this already with a high probability for you to experience this because it's kind of like your family momentum behind it but doesn't mean that you will have it doesn't mean that you can change it it's just something that you really wanted to explore in this life something very related to that theme on a physical level and an emotional level and exactly. so doesn't mean that you're a victim to it no oh i'm i'm like this because it's genetic there's nothing i can do about it not exactly because also scientists are always seeing that there's a lot of genes they say oh if you have this gene you have 90 percent probably probability of having this illness But they can also see that for many people, for no reason, apparently, that gene is turned off. <laughs> exactly. Why? <laughs> And you know, I know now, I think two women who always were very concerned about their, you know, they always went to those mammographies. I don't know oh, if yeah. you, if, and they were so concerned about their health and everything. And they they really went there regularly and the first one came and told very proud uh, again nothing was found three months later she was dead because they said there was everything full but it couldn't be seen by camera and i was like but how can that be she was always very concerned and she because i didn't know by then that if you are so concerned about that you're always giving your energy to it. And maybe there was then one, like you said, momentum behind it, where then suddenly everything just explodes or implodes or, and another one, nearly the same thing, just with another part of her body, where nothing was when she was at the doctor and they really made all those tests, nothing was seen. Yeah. But like one month later, everything was clear and she really, also died and this it it was so long ago but it, it kind of devastated me because i was like i mean sh they always were at the doctors what what else could they have done and yeah. and so i got even more to the idea of i just don't go i think i just don't go <laughs> and i i really can add here for all who are really into that normal medical stuff And I mean, you were a nurse, so also you you know so many things about it. And 
I also come out of a family where, where many doctors and really medical stuff was always one of our their highest excitements. And so for them, I think I was kind of a black sheep which didn't believe in it and the seriousness was totally underestimated by me and and how can she be so light with that and she's just always lucky you know this was always the sentence i got like yeah but you just got lucky again and i was then when i when i then was introduced to louise hay i could see it i could really see our our how do you say the, the topics behind all that? And there is even one, maybe you know her also, I just don't know the name. Maybe you can link it under the video later for some who might be interested. Mm -hmm. I think she's Norwegian and she made an extreme thick book about nearly all, all sicknesses you can mm -hmm. just imagine having, like from pimples started to really, to freckles, to really everything. And I think this is one of the most, for me at least, for the, uh, the most beautiful um, books I ever got into my hand. And I will never oh. borrow it to anyone because it's just something I always read again and again and again in it. Uh -huh. I think I know the one you're talking about. She's, she's kind of young, right? She's no, she already died right oh, after she finished her. Oh, it it is really, <laughs> it is so funny because she wrote, I think like five, six books, which are all really amazingly written. And of course, then I thought like, but why did she die? I mean, one who knew so much, but then somebody told me that if you really think about it, there are so many very spiritual people and very high educated in a spiritual way or level who really die on a quite early age. She already had two daughters, I think. She was like maybe end of 40s and then she suddenly died. I don't know from what, I, but I heard just like that, just dropped that in a way. Yeah. So, and maybe she just finished her tasks on earth. This is something which then made, makes sense to me again. Yeah, and, and it's always like that that thing that it's so obvious, but I think we most of us really forget. All of these things sometimes of really wanting to control everything we do, we have to exercise every day, this amount of hours, we can only eat healthy stuff, we can only drink X amounts of water. Like, I think most people do that. So it's like... I think we think on an unconscious level or something that if we do that, we won't die. But it's like, I was just speaking the other day this with, with um, a viewer also from this channel. <laughs> Hi then. <laughs> <laughs> and he was saying, I was talk, telling him, I think people forget, really forget that we're all going to die someday. And that's not something we can control. Even if we eat, healthy every day even if we do everything on point something can happen that we're dead the next second so there's no way to control it no way even if you always go to the doctors even if you do of course that might help but if you are doing it so you can escape death 
and no one can escape it <laughs> even the most spiritual person i mean not i mean of course uh, we know in a way that we can't really die but in a physical level we do so there's no escaping that <laughs> yeah. and i think might... until we're not until we're not the leading spiritual teachers like buddha or babaji who who from whom is said that he is always returning with his body but uh, dead since long time ago so i'm like i think as long as we're not there i think we're just going to die yeah and buddha i don't know but buddha died or no i don't really know to be honest i just know it from this babaji guy out of the you know i think tibetan himalayas somewhere i think he always was coming back to his to his no you don't say fans in that level but uh, to his to his fans <laughs> <laughs> i don't uh, what's the real word for it do you know <laughs> making a concert here in tibet <laughs> yes like, what's the like word the... for that it's... another song <laughs> Sorry, I'm making fun of you. <laughs> no, it's okay. I just am still thinking what the word is. Uh, like disciples, uh, students, friends. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. I just say yes to all of them. Probably <laughs> really better than fans. Maybe there were fans too. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe. And still are. But yeah, you, you're right. I think him and the, you know, the, this uh, Saint-Germain, I think uh -huh. they, they also say that he was one of those who was living for centuries and uh, always came and just disappeared again or sometimes even was seen at two parties in two different countries at the same time. Oh, two parties. <laughs> yes, like fans again. <laughs> I was really in deep thought until you said two parties. And I was like, my my mind just bobbed to the parties. <laughs> just imagining the guy partying. I, I came back. You from really the need one. You need to go to a concert or to a party or something. You you really seem to be <laughs> in your highest excitement there. I didn't have any this year because of the virus. <laughs> I did. I mean, <laughs> special. <laughs> I didn't, <laughs> but maybe I can do like Saint Germain. You know, came back Probably. from the death to go to a concert with some glasses, <laughs> sunglasses, having some alien cookies, and <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but so <laughs> backtracking a bit <laughs> because I was really in deep thought when you were when we when you were talking about saint germain because i think i think once you asked kyle about that right saint germain yeah he's really one of my favorites i'm a fan a huge fan <laughs> <laughs> because he he's supposed to have had also the um an incarnation of merlin that was him and so of course it's my you know my my highest excitement, one one of them. The magic topic, yeah. Yes. Uh, because I, I was I was kind of 
I feel like I was kind of remembering some things from that channeling because it's, as I tell you, it's like when I'm channeling, sometimes I get like some random pictures and like some extra information that doesn't really get through words. And so uh, I was kind of like, but I don't know, I, I can't really remember if this was said but it was this idea that probably what can happen is like but this is this is very confusing to explain but i'll try to to, to say it yes, it's like <laughs> saint germain as as the its own energy stream so of course uh, he had this Saint Germain human version, he had this Merlin version, he had a lot of versions of itself. Mm -hmm. I mean, the, this stream can manifest in many ways, but can also, for this person in specific, sometimes seem to appear almost like they say happened with Jesus, like he, he, he came back from the death, from the dead. Yes. So it's like they they can and they can always and this person is in this entity in specific this energy stream in specific can always be very much aware of its previous incarnations the future ones the coexisting and so I think in some way it can also like sometimes if needed maybe like uh, the Babaji one I I don't mm -hmm. really know a lot about him but. Mm -hmm maybe they can just like go easily like to a parallel reality where they have this body for other people it seems it just popped up it's him again he's just here again it seems he never died but maybe he can just easily switch those perspectives and so on a linear perspective it would seem he was never dead or just coming back from the dead multiple times and for him is is just very in a very conscious way choosing to change the way now i know i'm non-physical now i'm now i'm physical in this human form that i already experienced but at the same time he's still experiencing that because he never stops on mm -hmm. a multi-dimensional level so this is so confusing to explain um i don't know if this is kind of being too confusing but maybe that that can be what's happening so it's not like also it's not like they don't die i mean on a dimensional level we never die our physical version is always here in somehow some way in some parallel reality we just kind of make this in a linear way in a linear perspective so there's that illusion of dying Mm -hmm. but it's the same for everyone so there's the illusion of dying for them too but then they can make also the illusion of being born on the same body and the same exact age you know all kinds of magical makes tricks makes really sense what you say and i just wonder now if you know for example the yaya mm -hmm. or maybe some other beings from the fourth fifth maybe even sixth density, if they also chose to make those experiences with bodies mm -hmm. until they really are just floating energy. 
or if um, you know if they choose to that on a much earlier level to to really to not have a body anymore in this way we have it and to not perceive their body in the way anymore we perceive ours uh, you're asking in the sense sorry because I, i'm kind of in a in a mix in my head in the soup fill at the party no no it's it's like i was i was getting stuff but i was in the same time i was like trying to to <laughs> kind of move that stuff in per, to perspective of your question and then i was like what was really the question so so ask it in another way please so i can and translate wait a minute now i have to try to get back <laughs> there um about the yayo that i really something wonder if the way we are perceiving our body is very much related to the 3d reality we're at right mm -hmm. and we're slowly merging with the 4d reality and um perceiving our bodies more in a lighter way when i really understood that right uh -huh. and i really wonder if the yaya for example as they are for the um for for the how the beings as they are for the beings uh -huh. if they perceive their bodies in a much lighter way or even not not um really as bodies anymore more like an extension of their beingness you know mm -hmm. yeah uh yes uh, there was already some information about it and uh, mm. some pictures so the idea is like 4d on on a, like a fourth dimensional level because we are as humans we are f we are living in four dimensions but one of them is of time so it's non-physical in a sense everything is non-physical but there's not that physicality to it so mm -hmm. you can say like yael in the fourth dimensional four physical ones so a fifth one if you include the time perspective that it's much more malleable for them they have for them they would perceive themselves as physical as we do for us, if we were to see them, imagine right now, they would seem very translucent because it's that mm -hmm. difference on frequency, but mm -hmm. they still are very physical, although they can play much more with their idea of physicality. It's much more malleable. There are certain things that they are able to experience that we can't exactly right now, or we're still not open to that idea. We can, but it's not like our collective theme still like the idea of them really being able to feel for example physically things like you are on germany now and so like they are so connected to you in a sense we we are now speaking it's like i can really feel you as if you were here Mm -hmm. almost in like their society it is like that mm -hmm. almost like feeling the the like your your heat of mm -hmm. feeling like you know when something someone is very near you you can really feel their presence like if you get to their energy 
that mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. energy like that really feeling like you are very close to someone and they feel like that amped up like 10 or or a hundred times more than we do everything is much more sensitive so everything also in a sense can be much more orgasmic to them it's like everything really like amps up a lot so Mm -hmm. (laughs) they are extremely Mm -hmm. sensitive in that way and they don't exactly perceive things also for example with their eyes in the same way that we do it's because there's another dimension there it's it's not the same the the kind of pictures that i get when they would perceive us on um physical way when in a fifth dimensional perspective is always very much i always get this picture of like we are very elongated <laughs> like oh. like all of the f- frames all of our frames that we are choosing to experience like they see all the frames at once so that makes a very elongated being it's so creepy to try and explain this it's like wow (laughs) yeah i can totally imagine it because if we see it in the way they always explain to us that we are nothing like many 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 pictures in a row Mm-hmm. Um, which um, have their consciousnesses in each and every picture, each and every second, uh-huh. then of course it makes totally sense what you say. I just, sometimes I already wondered, like for example, a crystal, which for us is also very, you know, very dense and just standing uh-huh. there and yes, how they perceive us, you know, because for oh, them, yeah. we are in a higher density and so are we then much quicker in our movements or you know i really i thought about this as i have this this nice crystal in my room mm-hmm. and sometimes and there's something i i i then add later but um i feel really watched by this crystal because it's quite quite big and and i gave him kind of a consciousness and i just learned from ra again that as soon as we are starting, for example, adding names to plants or to to trees, for example, we can help them going to the third density just by mm-hmm. them perceiving themselves as a as a being, oh. and uh, by perceiving them as a being, they're accelerating into the third density, and uh, so I really started to I started talking with my crystal and I sometimes even pet him and and I really have kind of a relationship with him in a in a I don't know what way but but you know I really love how he looks and I I just love how magical he makes the the surroundings he is in and I think all people who like crystals know what I mean by that and and when I heard that you start to give them a consciousness or to 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 help them gaining consciousness or I don't know how to explain that, but you know yeah. what I mean. Mm-hmm. And then it makes sense why now I get more and more the feeling that he's watching me, you know, and I really started wondering how he perceives me or us in a way. And this uh-huh. is so fascinating yeah 
Oh, sorry. Today I'm I'm getting all kinds of downloads as you are talking. So it's like yes. I'm, I'm there, but I'm, I'm not my 100%, you know, usual, like, I'm not. I am never, so welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's like you're talking about those things and I'm getting all kinds of information that I, I really wasn't aware of too. Uh, that that idea of of um, because of course there's always consciousness in everything everything is made of the same but yes you were you were saying the idea of like it's like that that dimensional step like you or that crystal in that sense gaining awareness of himself as an individual mm -hmm. not as connected to the whole but as itself like i i am a crystal you know i am this structure like the i am getting aware yes. of the i am <laughs> yes exactly and i was getting this weird download now as you were saying that and as you were saying uh, uh now i know that by doing this i'm kind of helping him to to kind of go to the next perspective of the that pure I am that we are very good at that as humans <laughs> that uh, being aware of ourselves sometimes as as separate I I kind of get two simultaneous things as you were saying that first I got like that's why all the beings that you are connecting on a channeling level like of beings that aren't really from our dimensional plane sometimes all kinds of beings are always directing us very much to the idea that we are all connected as a mm -hmm. collective. We are not just this, we are all of it. That's the next step. It's like what you're doing to the crystal, like helping mm -hmm. him to see. And at the same time, I was getting that other perspective that that crystal is also kind of representing those parts within ourselves that are very crystallized that they don't know that they are there we don't know they are there like those parts that we always say that we want to integrate ah yes it's yes, kind of sounds good yeah kind of reminding you too so there's like this exchange you are reminding him that you have you are self you you can also have a separate perspective and he's reminding you you also have parts of me inside you that represent that it's like we are really looking for now the the parts that we say that are repressed that we can't really see those parts that still almost some of them don't have a consciousness that they are there because we also don't have a consciousness that they are there like the shadow parts or something the shadow parts is mm -hmm. that crystal parts and maybe that's also sometimes there's many people that use crystals as permission slips in that way to what this makes sense might help for this sometimes even for chakras for tuning mm -hmm. and uh, so many things so that was what i was getting but this was also new for me <laughs> thank you <laughs> yeah but it's really what i think out of this is so amazing is I always tend to forget, and it helps me a lot when we are talking about that. Um, I tend to forget that everything I can see is part of me. 
Mm. And I tend to forget that when I see it, it's a part of me, maybe like a dusty corner I don't want to look at or something. Uh -huh. And as soon as I start cleaning it and really giving it the energy maybe it wants to have, then I start integrating, right? And so yeah. sometimes it's really for me, um, you know, I think it's much more challenging if it is, for example, some being who's really mean to you and we're again at the mm -hmm. topic we already were, but to, to really, to, to know that it is a part of you who just wants to remind you, like you said, the crystal and, and now it makes much more sense. And I already forgot it again, that of course, then it is part of me and and um, yeah, it, it gets more and more, you know, as more as we're talking, as more it, it reveals itself and it's so beautiful. Uh-huh, yeah. And, and I would say it's natural. We're always forgetting a lot of stuff and we are always being reminded of a lot of stuff. doesn't mean that we don't really know it. It's just that since our physical perspective is so focused, that's like... Sometimes we are focusing so intensely on our normal human life that then it's like, oh, yes, I'm connected to everything. But as you remember, yes. So it's like the challenge here is always try yeah. to keep both of them present. And that's why we're another, another way of seeing that's what means that we are expanding. We are expanding those both perspectives. There's both combined those both can help you to live your life in a different way as being very individual as very being very having your unique characteristics but at the same time knowing and feeling that you are very connected to the all and i think that's a the main theme of societies like the il it's like that perfect balance of they still are very much proud of their own unique characteristics as individuals. They really like that diversity and it's, it's like what they love the most, but at the same time, feeling very connected to all. Mm -hmm. You're not any different, but you're trying to be very different at the same time, being your unique expression the most that you can like really so it's it's very polarizing in that way but very united too very yes. integrated a very integrated polarization <laughs> i think i sometimes just get problems i really have to be honest when for example i see something on the street i really don't like like when somebody hit his child or something and then to immediately say that this is also me, a part of me which wants to be seen, is really so difficult for me sometimes to, to not just accept, because of course I have to accept it, but to also integrate it and, and really do something with it. Because just to accept it and to, to know that it is like that is, is then maybe the first step, but I still don't really know then what to do with it because of course I could try to love the one who's hitting the other or you know but but it would feel fake if yeah. I if I just would try it so yeah. I 
I sometimes really am a bit over asked in things like yeah. that. I really have to be honest. Yeah, I think about those things a lot too, especially when they're very challenging. But and of course, I don't know what is the way to go. I would say that there's probably not a way to go. <laughs> mm-hmm. It really depends. But um, my my direction on those situations is I really focus on my first step always really focusing how that makes me feel. Like... Mm-hmm. Does that make me feel sad? Does ma- does that make me feel angry? What exactly? And then I just go step by step because many times, because I, I also think, of course, everything is a reflection. And more and more, as we are expanding, we'll see all kinds of reflections because if we are more and more all there is, more and more you'll see all kinds of variety. Even if you are not choosing to focus on it, you'll become aware of it. But it's, again, that also that practice. It's like, just because you see it doesn't mean that you are going on that direction. I mean, in a sense, but it might be also just to give you an opportunity. It's like, if you want, this door is always open. And also, maybe for you to learn how to react to those reflections mm-hmm. to like fine-tune yourself yes, yes. Mm-hmm. how how do you react if you see something doing that how how do you feel who do you want to be on that moment how how does you know how does that change you it can also be like because i think and i i thought about this also many times sometimes saying that of course, what you see reflected is a part of you, and it is. But if you see that literally, like, maybe that means I am being very aggressive with something. Can be. But at the same time, it's like, maybe can also be teaching you how to play with aggressiveness. And the aggressiveness that you can always tap into if you want to. You know, mm-hmm. I think it's so multidimensional here too. There's mm-hmm. so many perspectives that it's just like, choose the one that you feel it's more resonating with you right now and just go with it and see where it leads you. And if the reflections around you just stop reflecting that, you won't even think about it anymore. And that yeah, means that's true. That you're perfectly on, in, in sync. That's true. I just, I think I got to that idea also because um, I wanted to ask you how you think we can perceive that, you know, all all people wearing those masks, mm-hmm. what do you think, what does it mean for us or in us mm-hmm. or, you know, what, what are your thoughts about that? I really was thinking a lot in the last days after the lockdown again and everything. Uh-huh. That's kind of curious because uh, those ideas also kind of been popping in and out sometimes. Like, and let me see if I can remember all the things I got because it's like this can be a reflection on so many levels. It's like we can also, it can be a reflection maybe 
if that kind of resonates with us, that we are getting aware, more and more aware that on one side of the coin that we are all the same. I mean, your, your, it's not the outside that matters, it's more the inside. So if you now cover your face and you're the same, apparently like everyone else, what does that mean to you? You know, what's, what's important to you now that, because some, there are many people sometimes that really rely on their looks and what they have and what they, it's like, so now that you're stripped of everything, who are you now? Now you're all the same. How do you react? It's like, mm -hmm. that can be one, can also be like a reflection that we are now getting much more aware that our physical persona is a mask. Wow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you're really being reminded of it when you go to the streets. So like, it's a person with a mask, but the person is a mask itself of a higher being and so on and so on, <laughs> you know. <laughs> That's really good. That's really, I think, um, yeah, just don't go out on the street and tell somebody, like, you know, you're not just having a mask, you're a mask on yourself. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, that's true. And and by that, maybe you can also see the individuality, um, like everyone or not everyone, but many also chose to have different masks, like with funny things on it or something. And, yeah. and there I also could see how some people really also trying to do the best out of that. And I really appreciate that very much because I think yeah. that's a very fun way of playing with it. Mm -hmm. oh, totally. Yeah, that, that's another thing. It's like the mask can also be for many people like a representation of, for many people, they say it's a kind of oppression, like you're not letting me be who I want to be. But at the same time, the creativeness that you you use it the way you 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 use that repression it's like you can be so playful with it it's like it's not just because you are put into a box that you have to be like that box you can still expand in many ways inside that box and still have fun inside it still be yourself inside it so it's a very last exam in this human perspective of even if you have a lot of limitations, doesn't mean that you are limited inside those mm -hmm. limitations. Mm -hmm. You can always do something with it. So that can be also another perspective. Um, for me, I, I agree with some things, I disagree with some things, but overall, I, in my perspective, it's like if I can use a mask if if i use the mask and i feel that the people around me are not as fearful because i'm using it i really don't mind using it i mean it doesn't make a big difference for me so yeah, yeah. if i feel that that somehow makes uh, makes them feel more at ease and more getting take them out a little more from that fear like oh now i'm going to get a virus now i'm you know kind of ease them down then i i prefer to but still knowing that probably it's not that that will make a big difference on an energetical level 
but I still don't mind using it. So it's like, I, I, I really want to be able to be myself to the fullest, but also respecting all beings around me because that's a form of love, respect. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know what I really found out also that I, now when I put it on, I really try to, to play with it on a, on a very, you know, again, superhero level that I really try to put all my focus in my eyes and really oh, yeah. try to like like put race outside of love and really when people then i can sometimes and and i think everybody who kind of relates to that knows what i mean that you so often can feel when people are watching you or when people just have their focus on you and when i feel that i kind of look really over to them and even if it is just a second and maybe not even a second i really try to give all the love i have into my eyes and really spread them over and and sometimes i i really already perceive this huge astonishment of people and you also know probably many people who really seem to have lost all the glimmer in their eyes you know mm -hmm. like they're really so much in that sadness or in that you know, that, that sometimes they're really astonished that there are still people who are not, you know, who are really not, because like you said, we can play with so many things there also, like choosing mm -hmm. a nice mask, choosing something you really maybe like wearing in a way, uh -huh. like, like it's just an additional thing now. And I mean, yeah. we will get over that. Like we got over so many things. Yes. And it doesn't mean like, where we're getting into a, a pit that we can't get away from. It's like, you don't have to be afraid of the symbolism, symbolism of the mask of like, this means we can't talk anymore. This means they're trying to control us. No, it's like, you have the power to put the mask on and you have the power to take it off. It doesn't mean anything. You're not going to go automatically into some jail just because of it. Just really trust who you are, really trust your powers. And on the other hand, going again to the idea that you were saying of like expressing love through the eyes, that's mm -hmm. also a very cool symbolism here if we really think about it. Now we are only able to see the eyes. They say the eyes are the... the mirror of the soul. The mirror of the soul. Mm -hmm. So now you are really being asked to focus on your soul and other souls just that exactly how nice yes Look. exactly yeah mm -hmm. really maybe also try to people will start looking and really noticing like that that glimmer that you were saying What's the difference between the eyes of this person and that person? Why do these seem more vivid what's the difference in these ones you know what's what's behind this behind yes. this mask <laughs> yes exactly and i really think all of us are really asked to do their best they can to really still try to to show who you are and why you're here and why you chose to be here exactly at that time because i think Many of the spiritual people I know really seem to forget who they are 
not maybe who they are, but why they're here mm. and start to focus on the bad things happening and start to focus mm. on the bad people doing bad things. And, and I mean, everyone who is on that path kind of knows probably that um, your energy goes where your focus is, or how do you say again, there's this saying, um, energy flows where the focus goes or something like that yes it's something like not exactly that but i know what you mean i heard that too yeah and so i think if they would just go a bit back again and and just see that their energy maybe now is just flowing into something they don't want to mm -hmm. make bigger or they don't want to then i think it would go much quicker and much easier for all of us if we would just still try to of course just the best as we can mm -hmm. and we can't do better as we can but the best as we can if it is our highest excitement to really yeah still spread love and still spread peace and and whatever yeah they're so i really think this is such a unique way for our collective again to to express all of our deepest issues on an unconscious collective level in in this way because you you easily start to unravel all of the human challenges on on this particular situation and it's like just what you were saying when people are very angry when people are really focusing that's wrong that shouldn't be like that it that only reveals that those people are so afraid of people around them they don't really know how to relate because why would you if you weren't scared if you weren't feeling afraid why would you think like that people can just suddenly choose to kill me you know <laughs> mm -hmm. but you know mm -hmm. there's that lingering fear there's like that that feeling of feeling so powerless to the world around you like yes. people can just decide to kill me you know just and and if you start focusing on in going really into that spiral you can't even see that 90% of the world that you are walking on it's very peaceful because you are always looking for you pass by someone in the street and you're like this person look at me in a funny way i think it's trying to kill me you know and the person <laughs> is like thinking did i gave something for my dog to eat today and like he has a murder lock <laughs> and you feel that fear. And so you, it's really, you are perpetuating the nightmare, but it's you doing it. You're always in that anxious state. And so if, if something, if someone by any reason, just like says something in a higher voice, for example, you you instantly get in that defense mode. Are you trying to do something? Yeah, you know, I can punch you. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> there's that, it's just a reflection of that deep fear, you know? And that is really what we as a collective are really now learning that, I mean, if you trust in the flow, but this is connected with so many things, but if you trust the flow, <laughs> If you trust that you are here for, for that everything is always working for you, that and that again, going back to the idea in the beginning, there's nothing you can do that will avoid your death someday. Even if you mm -hmm. really try to 
he's going to kill me right now. I mean, if you see something really, someone going wet you with a knife, please run. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm not saying for you just to stand there. <laughs> I know I'm going to die someday, so please <laughs> kill me now. I'm not saying that. <laughs> but it's like if you're if you know that that's going to die you you start i think paradoxically start taking life so much easier like there's nothing i can do about it so let me at least enjoy it <laughs> no you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yes and i mean as soon as we think about all our parallel versions and all all um, about the possibilities we probably have. I mean, then we can always choose to be in the best place ever, right? And uh -huh. if we always, like Hila always say, says, follow our highest excitement, we will always be in the best place for us. And so even like you said, if there is a reflection of something I might at that moment not really like, as soon as I can see it in the way you just explained, I then again am at the right place at the right time. Yeah, exactly. It's always working out for you. And mm -hmm. at least for me, when I think about it, I, I just feel like instantly relief. It's not, there's yes. not that constant tension and just makes everything so much easier. Yes, and you can really, I, I, um, really found out and maybe there are some people who can also relate to that or yeah i think you say it like this uh -huh. um that for example if you're in the supermarket or in the street and you really focus on your highest excitement at that moment and you really start also getting downloads of what you could do at that moment or how you could really be in the highest mood possible in that moment you really get those reflections back of people uh -huh. suddenly start laughing next to you about something they just experiencing or or somebody says something nice to you or or yeah. you you get a present or whatever and and suddenly i really have to say that since i really try to put my focus always on that highest excitement and really hyla was the one dropping it into me and since I really do that I can really say that that I could never have thought a life being that beautiful and even with that surrounding it can be if we still focus on our highest excitement right mm -hmm. exactly because let's see this in the most skeptical way ever I'm going to be the <laughs> yes please the most skeptical one here and i'm like even, me. <laughs> even if this is all bogus if if we don't create our reality even if it's all just a lie that you are saying to yourself and on the next day you go to the street and you really are shot or something and you die and if you compare with someone that really knows everything is bogus that you live in a world that's very scary you go to the next day to the street and you get shot and you die. If you compare both lives, the one that was really enjoying her life and really seeing, oh, this is just showing how beautiful everything is. It's really enjoying herself. She also died. The other guy was like, I know this is all 
So I'm not even going to go outside because I'm afraid I might get shot and it's just in the corner like shaking. Oh, life is awful. He died anyway at the same day, at the same time, same day. This one didn't know all was a lie, but was very happy. This one knew the truth. All is awful. And he lived an awful die, uh, life and died. <laughs> it's like, I don't care. <laughs> Even if I die and discover that, oh, yes, maybe it wasn't exactly as I was saying, but I did have fun. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> yes. I think that is the best thing, really, to, to just to, to try out, really, to, yeah. to always think about when you die, what life would you have wanted to choose? Do you uh -huh. say that? Is that grammatically correct? I'm not sure. Must be. Must be. <laughs> just, uh, yes, um, yes, I, I just, because, yes, I, I think it's, it's always like that. Those grumpy people, I also often think about some, I mean, we always have some as a neighbor or as somebody we might know in a way. And <laughs> I always think about them, how they really, I mean, they were children and they, they probably had bad experiences and everything. And, and I don't want to underestimate that in any kind, but mm -hmm. I also think that we all know also people who also had and got happy by just being yeah by just trying you know maybe it's just about the trying it's just about the trying always to be the best version or the best you want to be the yeah yes don't don't automatically automatically think that you're a victim of your circumstances <laughs> you can always change everything but that i mean Again, going a little backwards, just to say, just for everyone to know. I really do believe we create our reality. And that's the funny thing of this. It's like when you start like really like maybe this kind of is true and you start going on that direction, the synchronicities and the weird things that just start happening, <laughs> the magical things. I mean, everything is just so perfectly in line. It's like... I can't make this make this up. <laughs> this is too on point all times at all times. It's like <laughs> exactly. it's the the most beautiful rabbit hole <laughs> in existence. <laughs> yes. I'm in Wonderland yes. now. <laughs> yeah, because I think as soon as you start to get those glimpses, and as soon as they start then to get not to be not just glimpses, but get bigger and bigger, as soon you can really feel that, I mean, also at least for me, it's also so true that we create our reality and that we really can experience it as soon as we just let it be. Uh-huh, yes, that's so cool. <laughs> yeah, so, just to because it's our time i think we got a little over our time now. <laughs> oh, okay oops <laughs> uh, 
but um, I don't know. Is there anything more you want to say? No. Yeah, it's a wrap for me too. Just throw your glitter. <laughs> yes, please throw all of your glitter. Life is truly magical. And I think that we kind of wrapped it up now. Just We kind of made a full circle here. So, yeah. Thank you everyone for watching. As always, remember you can follow us on our channels, Connecting with Hyla and Astrid Weishwold. It's uh, separate uh, uh, channels, it's not the same. <laughs> Links in the description. And yeah, have a beautiful day. Thank you for all your comments. Right? Yes. Yes. Thank you for everything, for watching. And uh, yes, your comments are just lovely and wonderful and amazing. And thank each and every one of you. It, it, I really feel so welcomed here also in this podcast. And I really, I, I love that so much. Um, so yes, have a wonderful day and see you soon. See you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>